The sleeper has awakened. Because we're talking movies. We're talking Dune. Part one. Sorry, Timothy Shamalat. Rebecca Ferguson and Oscar Isaac written by John Spates, Eric Roth, and Dennis Villeneuve, which he also directed. What's in the box? Dreams make good stories, but everything important happens when we're awake. Hey everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of How'd You Like That Movie? Tonight we're talking about the release of the 2021 film, Dune. Uh, Scott, uh, like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives, and so is spice mining. Why don't you uh, give us your thoughts? One, I already used that on one of our other episodes, so I don't even remember which one it fucking was. That's you the, well, if you can't remember our... it, how the fuck am I going <laughs> to remember it, right? You can't reuse the days of our lives. But first, I came prepared to this one, Chris. Like, Good. I watched this movie, which oh my you know, God. Works, All right. works good. Breaking news, uh, folks. Scott is prepared for this show by watching the movie. I news reread the book. You read Wait, the book? I reread the book. Oh. I reread it. And I rewatched the Lynch adaption. But, but did you watch? Ready... Did you watch the 2000 miniseries? No, that I did not. Because um, by John Harrison, know, it was like I, I still remember that sci-fi adaptation. I think it was Sci-Fi Channel that did it. But before we get into this, because I'm sure you're going to get into this, even watching this film, I, I had like little like time marks i'm like oh chris is gonna complain about this chris is gonna complain about this (laughs) (laughs) but i just want to say looking back at the lich film which you can see like the set design and the choreography was really inspired by really scott's blade runner i just want to say like good job on dennis villeneuve's fulfilling his childhood dreams of making the sequel to Blade Runner and making this adaption. That, that's not bad, so, eh? <laughs> like, you literally got these massive goals and you're just like, and check, and check. So, cheers to that. Now, let's get into the whole part, you know, the world we live in now where let's break up a book into two separate movies so we can have, like, a six-film franchise. Sure. Uh, before we get on the go, though, uh, where did you watch Dune? In the theater. So you did go. I just wanted to confirm that you did go to the theater. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was me. Uh, My son came again. He wanted to go watch it. Uh, And then there was literally a group of 60 year old men that in a whole theater decided to sit one row in front of us. Of course they did. Of course they did. The whole thing was open. Were they wearing like they Were they wearing like cloaks and like horn rim glasses and being all like Maglaben? No. No. They, okay. they were not. No, but they did have a lot of bathroom breaks. Because they were getting up. <laughs> they were getting up a lot. I was like, maybe I shouldn't have gotten the large and look to see how long a no, movie you, is. You drink the large and then you use the large as a receptacle. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's I guess two functions, man. Two functions. 
But yeah, so uh, yeah, I watched it in the theaters, and I'm assuming you did as well, because you know we don't have HBO Max here. Uh, yeah, and I mean this this film, you you have to watch it in the theater. Like this is, I would say, out of all the films that you know have come out this year, including James Bond, uh, Dune was a like there is no question that you have to watch it in the theater, uh, especially just the type of filmmaking that Villeneuve does. Uh, especially the stuff he's been doing late, lately, like Blade Runner and stuff like that. Uh, what is it? Blade Runner. Um, what is it? I always get the number wrong. It's like Blade Runner 2049. 20, 2049. Yeah. So, but even Arrival and Sicario and stuff like that, they look great on the big screen. So, sure. I didn't watch any of those on the big screen, so I wouldn't know. Okay. Um, but yeah, like cinema, cinematography was beautiful. Like, it honestly did feel like they were on location, not wherever the fuck they were to film this. Uh, some of it was shot on locations. Obviously, by location, it wasn't a far off planet. <laughs> yeah, uh, like it was filmed. Really... In like the, it was filmed in Hungary and in the Emirates and stuff like that, right? So, and then obviously there would have been some studio work as well. Yeah, but uh, I'm talking about like the desert walks and stuff like that. I don't think they're actually went into like the Sahara Desert or whatever. To... Uh, you may want to look that up because if they were in the Emirates, they weren't. I don't think they would have been going to a studio to shoot. Listen, I was prepared for the concept of Dune in general, not this backstory of where they filmed. That's your job. You You're know what? The technical guy. I, I am the technical guy. And I actually, so I'm going to ask our producer just while he's listening to find out, just give us a quick rundown of the locations that Dune were shot on so that we can, we can resolve this. Okay. So keep going, keep going, keep going. Yeah. So I think it did like, especially rereading the book and how like fucking dense it was. I forgot. Right. Like, this book had a literally like a fucking index in the back so you can cross-reference what the fuck they were talking about. And I completely forgot about it because it's been years since I read the book. Um, that how they decided to just literally take half of the first book and there's your first movie, right? Yep, okay. So, like, for me, I was just like, okay, let's just kind of move on, right? There's a lot of backstory, a lot of, you know, nice cinematography by water, or, you know, I thought I was watching a Chloe Zhao movie where it's just like, let's slowly take it slow and just bask in this background that we have that I thought like they could literally cut like half, half the movie. Like it could have been 90 minutes if it really needed to. So yeah, the running time is 156 minutes. So what's that? Like two hours, 36 minutes, give or take. Um, so you, you do you think it should have been shorter? Or were you happy yes. with the pacing and the running time? No, no, it should have been shorter to me. So how like short? The, 90 uh, minutes? Like, do you think, like, are you pulling yeah. a Chris and saying, like, this fucker just dial it right into 90? Oh, it could, it could have been, like, two hours, yeah. But I think... In reality, and I don't know, I think it's just not, well, to criticize, everything now is how do we extend it? How do we make it a franchise? How do we keep this going? Because, you know, it's, Dune is a known commodity. Sure. So. It's, no, like, it's a known, it's known to be tough to fucking film commodity is what it is. It is. Like, this is, I give them credit for what they're trying to do with it. And because it is so dense, so much backstory, 
but and he is working on a Dune, the Sisterhood, like HBO Max TV show. That's a spe- apparently a prequel to all this. That looks awesome, by think, the way. Uh, like just the write-ups I've seen on it sound it sounds fucking super cool. Because that whole order of kind of witchy women is is like it's a great Jezzeret. Yeah, man. It's a it's like a really cool concept to learn more about that. Cause like you said, it's a prequel. So keep going. Yeah. Well, yeah, I get it. Like they the whole yeah the whole concept of this group of women for nine generations that are literally mixing royal bloodlines to make like their messiah sure right but oh it was shot in the actual desert i was wrong i was wrong say that again sorry sorry we could we couldn't we couldn't get that we couldn't get that so what was that <laughs> it's okay I, i'll admit i was wrong now but you know we are in the run-up to our oscar predictions and stuff like that so you know i'll be you winning sh- that all you should have you should have just rolled with what with the when i uh, gave you the option of being like yes it wasn't shot on location in a faraway space planet um you should have just, <laughs> just went with that but uh <laughs> but- anyways um yeah like i don't know if it was studio mandated or just the fact that maybe he was just like this is you know this is his thing he's gonna pull a peter jackson and those villeneuve is now gonna make the definitive three hour every movie fucking dune right just go through the whole book series i don't know if that's what he wants to do for the rest of his fucking life but um yeah i think they could have just kind of cut it down and just made it an amazing fucking popcorn film that you know a sequel would have get made anyways yeah and i mean i agree with you so the cinematography is fantastic right Uh, the dop greg frazier i mean he's got an oscar and a bafta nod so i'm stoked he's the dop on the batman the one coming out in 2022 uh he did work on vice uh, Lion, Fox Catcher, uh, Catcher, uh, Zero Dark Thirty, Rogue One. Uh, he also did some stuff on The Mandalorian. Like he's solid. Like cinematography, hands down, well done. Um, but those, those like looking across a lake, walking over here, looking out at the desert. I would have like either removed them or just reduced them. There was a lot of stuff in here that had nothing to do with the complexity of the story and had a lot to do with like cinematography that's like wanking itself off to be like, oh man, this is such a fucking great shot. We're just going to have five minutes of this shot for like, it's not in service of the story. What so fucking ever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you take pretty much... And this is not a not uh, like a knock, but if you pretty much take like spoilers, Zendaya's whole contribution to this to this film, right? It's literally just a close up of her looking back. Yeah, for the most part, until seven, until like seven, right near the end. Yeah, so for like seven scenes or stuff where you know he where he's um, you know where he's vision like looking at the future and he sees uh where he sees her and it's just her constantly just looking back like sunset behind her looking back so i got a, I, I got sent an interesting tiktok quote uh, i have a, a proper quote but this tiktok quote actually like summed up this fucking whole movie <clears throat> from like random mm-hmm. tiktokter 
Can't believe I just watched a mom and son mumble about space politics in the desert for two and a half hours with random ads for Zendaya perfume thrown in. in, in. And I was like, oh my God, that's right. Because she is a, a perfume spokesperson. But that's what it's like. Sandstorm by Zendaya. Like, I was like, absolutely. Like the looking back all the time, it just made me think of a fucking perfume commercial. So <laughs> I was like, this TikTok can fucking hit it like on the nose way better than even like the quotes from the critics I read. So um, so my actual quote, though, is from Dana Stevens from Slate magazine. Uh, and she said, this film is a curiously paradoxical achievement, a visual and oral marvel that's also crushingly boring. <laughs> <laughs> and it was i found this movie so boring i like when the when the good stuff was happening it was sort of like james on when the good stuff and the like you know flying and the lasers and the pew, 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 that was fine and then i was like holy fuck is this movie over i actually thought this movie was over three and a half hours long like just the feeling i got sitting in that theater mm-hmm. i was like Man, and I was in the VIP seats with like a fishbowl worth of booze, and I was bored out of my fucking mind. Yeah, I, like some of the choices that they made, um, like like I was saying, I, I didn't get it. Like the one thing like that brought enjoyment, like I, I won't lie, like I was, it was hard to hold my interest. But the one thing that did hold my interest was uh during during the movie once they like established that like um that it was going to be a long boring movie no no that that sign language that they could speak where they're like doing the finger stuff yeah sign language like, whole, yeah well whatever like space sign whole, language yeah so after that like me and my me and my son just started like fucking doing the sign language during the movie, right? Just for, like, just to entertain ourselves kind of thing. You know, I actually want to know what your son thought. You should probably just get him on the show. Because uh, he seems to have, like, the hot takes around film. So what 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 did he well, think? Well, he was, I tried, I asked him after the movie. I'm like, so what was this movie about? He was like, okay, so dad, you had, you had this guy and he was like, he, he, like, has superpowers. And then the one guy with the cloak, you know, the guy that, like, shoots the lasers out of his fingers? I'm like, the what? Emperor? And he was like, yeah. I'm like, that's Star Wars. That's a whole never, never movie. He's like, huh? He was like, wasn't that it? They're trying to, like, the Empire was trying to take over. And he's like, and then there's worms. Really big worms that, you know. So it's like Star Wars meets Beetlejuice. Yeah. That, that was the one thing I would say. I was super disappointed because, like, in terms of the sandworm itself, like, if you watch the trailer, it is, like, clear as day, like, in sunlight, right? And you see the sandworm for everything. And then watching the movie, it's pitch black. I could barely see it at all. I was like, well, that was a waste of a lot of effects. Until the end. When do you see it? You see the guy riding it. You don't actually see the worm. You see, like, the tail end of the body. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. You So what you wanted to see is more worm. Oh, you can never go wrong with worms, right? More worms. <laughs> so out of all the three, so like out of the book and the the Lynch and this, like, is are, are you happy with the, like, the translation, I guess? Because like... Well, I'll say that, uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, obviously the book is going to be the best, right? So, but they, because um, the book gives you all that, 
backstory. Like you get a lot more of, you know, how it being, or not how it, but the doctor and, and more of the reasons why he, he became the traitor. Right. You mean like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like why he would sell out this fucking. Yeah. yeah. Basically. Right. And then, uh, same with, um, Oh my God. Um, uh-huh. The the barons the barons like second in command kind of thing. Um, Piter um, isn't isn't he the guy like, that was he was in uh, Dark Knight? He played like one of the yeah 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 the cops yeah that was joke yeah David Dimension I think that's how you you, you say his name because uh, I'm not looking at it right now but um, but and he was also in Suicide Squad this year which was really good. Who who's the director um, of Dark Knight? <laughs> see i was trying to i was trying That's to get I you think. to say it because you always give me shit about talking about christopher no, no. nolan this wait yeah there we go see like hey you know what's you know what yeah, else hold on hold on you know what else is interesting about christopher nolan is that han zimmer was supposed to work on tenant but he got but he chose dune over tenant so vilna basically stole from nolan so i meant see i got all those all together in the same same uh podcast anyway go back yeah. to this guy the second in command yeah, like his whole, like in the book, his whole, his whole motivations as well before he bites the dust. Um, obviously, like the book is always going to be best. Like the source of material is always going to be better. But watching this adaption and then rewatching Lynch's, I miss me some inner dialogue narration. Is that is that a that, big part of the book? Well, it's any book, right? You're always into each character's thoughts. With sure, but every I'm, book. It's, it feels like the fact that it, there's so much of it in the David Lynch Dune that I, I've never read the book. So I, I'm just asking, is there like a greater <laughs> emphasis put on it in Dune? Or is it just like you said, like because you're reading a novel? Yeah, it's just like, well, it's just same thing. Like you're reading the novel and then like same interactions where like, they had the scene that, well, to give an example, they had the scene um, where, you know, they're talking about like when, oh my God, when Paul um, puts on that suit for the first time, right? And then Leeds is going through it and he was like, oh, you know, have you ever done this before? And he was like, no, he was like, you did everything right where everybody else didn't. And then he was like, oh, I just felt like what it was. And then he has that narration in his head where he's thinking because there's the prophecy of the of the outsider that's going to come and free them where he thinks like, oh, he's like saying verbiage of the prophecy, right? Where he's like, they, he will come and know your ways or whatever it was. Like in this adaption, the Leeds character just says it out loud, kind of mumbles it. And they're like, what? He's like, nothing. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. Lynch one, and the Lynch one, you're just hearing him stare at the guy, like, and just think about it, right? Like, here it is, kind of thing. So, yeah, having that, and then, yeah, and then, in terms of the thing, one of the characters that I like, who Sting played in the Lynch adaption, Fade, he's not even in, like, he hasn't even been introduced yet. In this one is that is that because like, would he have been introduced already um 
by this time? If, like you said, if if the book has been divided in half, has that character been introduced? Yeah, he would have. He would have, because the whole thing was how he was there, where they substituted him, like at the beginning where they had, uh, they had Dave Batista, uh, who was playing the Beast there, and he was like, they're making us leave Arrakis, blah, blah, blah. They're making us leave Dune kind of thing. Yeah. That's technically, it was supposed to be in the book. It was Fade who who was in there. And then he was in, he was in the discussions on how they're going to all betray the Atreides family. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So do you think that character is just going to get scrubbed then? Like just not going to show up? I don't think so. Cause he, and I'm, pretty sure he ends up being like paul's main rival right like so, he's so the that's one like, that's in, a in huge that's a huge character then to just not have yeah. them yeah but it's the same thing like in terms of this adaption to the book is this is literally like a quarter of the way into the book right where paul finally gets to the the fremen and meet Zendaya, right? How did you like? like how did you like the casting of Denza, uh, Zendaya and actually Rebecca Ferguson as Lady Jessica? I really like Rebecca Ferguson. I really like Zendaya too, right? And I think it's more. Will you buy your wife's sandstorm by Zendaya? <laughs> would would I what? Will, will you be buying your wife's sandstorm by Zendaya for Christmas? <laughs> of course. <laughs> You need a better name, though, man, because Sandstorm sounds like it'll be itchy and shit. <laughs> I mean, just because you're itchy after being with your wife. I mean, I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> oh, fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Huh? <laughs> um, Rebecca, but, yeah, Fer- go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, Ferguson, I like a lot. Um, I still remember her from, I think it was her first movie, The Hercules with uh, Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, I mean, that's where. I... So there's a there's a film I think you probably should check out called Drowning Ghost. So she's a Swedish actor, uh, but it's a Swedish slasher film. So I mean, mm. I know you're 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 into slasher films. Uh, I like I like uh, Swedish berries and stuff like that. I mean, so I might check it out as well. I mean, it should be easy, interesting to see uh, what a Swedish slasher film is. I was gonna say, you seriously can't say three S's together. Swedish slasher <laughs> film, slasher <laughs> film. I don't know why I want to say it with an H. Anyway, uh, and then obviously she was like, she's in both like Rogue Nation and uh, uh, she's in Rogue Nation and Fallout uh, in the Mission Mission Impossible series. So, correct. And in the new one, whenever that gets released, right? Uh, yeah, but, I mean, I guess she's a reoccurring character. Reoccurring character. Yeah, and I think like in. And this may be just choice as well. I don't know for sure, but it just seems like with this one, like now when you watched it, did it say Dune Part One on the title card? Because it did for me. I, I can't remember. I was already, I was probably already mad at the fact that I had to watch yet another uh, Timothy Chalamet, Charlemagne, whatever the fuck his name is, movie, and I was like, I'm but not. This is, this is again one of the movies you're like, I want to watch it so bad in theaters. Like, you're not wrong. You're, you're, you're not the, wrong. You're the, you're the one that was like, I and I'll go and I want to go see the French Dispatch it, right? at the Princess Cinema, like in a repertory theater. Like 
I'm going to go watch it. I'm going to be like, I fucking hate this guy. But I'll sit down and watch Wes Anderson's film, which is also filled with like a million people. I mean, one of the things I have to be impressed with is uh, Baptista is turning out to be a fucking solid actor, though. Like, you normally guys like that, you're like, oh, fuck, here we go. But like, he was good in this and he was good in Blade Runner. Uh, I'm not sure what other acting credits he has, but he's done well under the uh, direction of Villeneuve. That's for sure. Uh, he was Inspector, right? Was he Inspector? He was in one of the Bond movies. He was Mr. Hanks. He was the silent. He was like the kind of like the homage to Jaws, right? Where he was the strong, tall, silent type. And yeah, he got thrown or, uh, out of the train by who, Dino who, Who's the Asian heavy in Gold Goldfinger? He's got like a... Like a he's top thre- hat? He, it's, it's not top hat, but it's something like that where he throws the hat. So yeah, that same kind of like strong, silent type. Isn't it top hat? It's not top hat, but it's similar. Like, like odd job. It's odd job. Actually, it odd is odd job. job. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say lock jaw. <laughs> Gum job, low job. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, and I, like I was saying, I think this one it's very front loaded because it's all the exposition of the film, right? So it's all front loaded, and I think it's all front loaded with the male characters, right? And I'm hoping that in the second one, because like um, Ferguson's character of Jessica and Zendaya's character of Shawnee, like they're they're big in the books and they have major roles that maybe in the second one, you know, maybe Timothy. I mean, is it going to rain <laughs> and all that sand's going to turn into a swamp? And then like, because, okay, I'll fucking go watch that movie. I, I'm all about seeing more Yoda, not baby Yoda, like fucking original Empire Strikes Back fucking Yoda. I, I am down with that. Um, do you have any criticism other than the length of this film? Um. Yeah, like this isn't. I'm okay. I'll, I'll I'll put it this way, you know, to satisfy your ego and uh, what you wanted, you know. I'm glad I went to the theater to watch it, but if I didn't go to the theater to watch it and I watched it at home, I would have been okay with it uh, as well, right? It wasn't. Like, to me, I know, like, especially this year when they announced, like, this movie was both theaters and HBO, like, Villeneuve was one of the the strong, um, what's the word, uh, like, Oh, like did not want that. Yeah, 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 100%. Like, he, he was, he like, was... the one of, like, the, not adversaries, but basically one of the people who felt that that was not the appropriate route to go. Yeah. So, Critics. He was, a, he was a critic of that move. That's for sure. Yeah. And you know, like obviously he was right. Cause well, I sent you the article where our last two films pretty much constituted almost 90% of all the box office made this year with the James Bond and this film. Mm-hmm. So, Obviously, even it being on HBO Max, people still flock to the theater to go watch it because they were of the same mind of, of yourself that, you know, it needed to be watched in the theater. To me, it did not. But Well, and interesting, before you move off on that, I mean, for part two, Villeneuve said that 
the there will be a 45 minute 45 day minimum window and that that was non-negotiable um and that the theatrical experience is at the very heart of the cinematic language for me so he he wrote it into the contract you want me doing part two if we're going to do part two it's it, you get the 45 uh 45 day exclusive window where it has to be in the theater first no simultaneous fucking release done non-negotiable so he put his fucking his cards his dick and his fucking baguette on the table there that's for sure I guess his dick and his baguette is the same thing, right? So he, he could have said it's poutine, man. <laughs> and Montreal sounds, smoked that, meat. That sounds his, or his smoked meat. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> there you go, right? But, um, um, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was just no, gonna no. say that, like, you, uh, you haven't talked a lot, and hey, it's very... your, it's your, it's your film, man. Um, and this is your fucking movie, fuck you, dude. You like, you did like movie. more background. You said so much homework. I just wanted to like give you the opportunity to do your thing. Uh, I, I basically said what I want to say. I'm like, it looked really pretty and it was boring. So sort of like, you know, a gold digger, real pretty and kind of boring. Um, do you want to do the Chris Heritage Minute? Like there, there is some Canadian stuff here. Well, I mean, Villeneuve is from Quebec, so that's he's very, very. I mean, I don't know. Do people in Quebec still consider themselves Canadian? I think it depends on who you talk Obviously. to. Obviously, not. Why are you starting that shit? Any of our Why are you Quebec- starting that shit? Any of our Quebecois listeners? There is definitely some separatists in there that are like, "This Chris, he's right. He knows Quebec. Uh, we're not always so Canadian." Um, so that's why do that, you have an Italian accent? That was like my French Canadian accent. <laughs> It's, it's my I re, it's my reggae leprechaun. It's the accent I use for everything. Everybody's a reggae leprechaun. Um, so that's the big that's the big Canadian ca- content that I'm aware of. I know that when I did a little bit of research into Timothy's background, his like maternal grandmother before moving to France was originally Canadian or something like that too. But I mean, whatever. What what were you gonna go with? I have no idea. You're oh, I thought you had like it's, some more. It's literally here. called. It's literally called the Chris Heritage Minute. Like you, <laughs> you have one fucking job every episode. Well, that D- you Denis, started. Denis Villeneuve is is Canadian for for the for as far as that bar for the uh, the Chris Heritage moment. Um, I was gonna say since since day one, this was this was your like fuck. And let's talk about you're like we need to get our CanCon CanCon baby <laughs> we got to make sure that we meet our CanCon rules up here. Um, <laughs> as you said though, like you know, just talking about numbers, like it did so far, it's done uh, it, uh, 354 million in the box office. I don't know what VOD um, returns are on a 165 million dollar budget, which is good, which is like almost half of what fucking James Bond cost. Then we figure James Bond's like a 300 million dollar film or something. So. I mean, Villeneuve definitely made the money work for him. Like, I, I, if if you were to put James Bond against this aesthetically, I would almost say that like Villeneuve's looks bigger. You know what I mean? Like, it looks more cinematic. So I don't know if that's just because of the extra locations that James Bond was shot in, but they were fucking burning through cash like a motherfucker on that film. So, well, yes, but who knows? I don't, I'm not the accountant. Um, so in, in reality, so October, you know, two years from now, October, 2023, are you first in line for part two? No, that trailer comes, that trailer comes out. Are you going to be like, fuck, (laughs) it looks good. Uh, I'll go see it. A hundred percent. I'll see it, but I won't be first in line. I'll be like, 
when it's about to finish its its theatrical run or something like that, then I'll go check it out or I'm gonna see it on a Sunday on a after. Sunday matinee. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, unless we're in like the uh, epsilon wave of fucking COVID, then so who knows? We'll be wearing maybe spacesuits or we'll have three arms from vaccines. I'm that's a joke. That's a joke. Like. <laughs> You're like we we need to hit that market. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. in case. Do you hate vaccines? Well, you'll love our podcast. Tune in to find out. But to find out, you've got to listen to all our episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so hit that and download we just, button. We we just found our little uh, what is it like our little, little commercial there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just got it. <laughs> Is it true? I heard, yeah. I heard that uh, listening to the How Do You Like That Movie podcast uh, actually protects you from COVID and from COVID vaccines. So that's what I heard. That's what people are saying. I've, I heard it somewhere. I think I heard it on a podcast that, uh, that it, it'll protect you from vaccines and from COVID. So there you go. <laughs> anyway, I, uh, so yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I would suggest that you, if you want to watch this, and I and I made the same suggestion to our producer, I still think you should watch it in the theater. It's going to be boring. I mean, take your popcorn, do your thing, go and get a drink or whatever. Um, but do watch it in the th- theater. I think you do yourself a disservice um, not seeing the cinematic experience that it is. Uh, what about you? Do you do you recommend it? What's your uh, what audience do you recommend this for? Like this one, like to be honest, it's it's going to be my first one of the season that yeah, I'm just going to pass on this movie. This movie did nothing. Like, so your people are saying, Scott, Scott, direct me, tell me what to do. And you're saying, do not watch this film. Like, is that a hard, don't watch it or what? Yeah. I'll be like this. You know, if, if you want to watch this film here, I'm going to, I'm going to set the mood. Number one, you're going to call your significant other over. Number two, you're going to watch it at home. Number three, you're going to turn off the lights. Number four, you both are going to have a nice good nap. And it's over. That was a you lot. That was a, the end? that was a lot of rules, man. That was a lot of rules. I kind of lost <laughs> you after two. Uh, something about watching it at home while napping or something. Yeah. Watch it at home, right? Like as a, as a, as a dad, father of three, you know, full-time job and stuff, this would be the perfect movie that, I would call it my, uh, it's my wife's film, but it's Ocean's 12, the sequel, where we got to watch it. <laughs> Ocean 12, the sequel? Isn't Ocean's, you know, Ocean's 12, 12 a sequel? Like, it, yeah, that's redundant, Ocean's isn't it? Ocean's 12 is the sequel. <laughs> and I remember we went it's like on... It's like WW2, World War II, WW2, the Second World War, or whatever it is that people do there. <laughs> Bombs away. <laughs> But yeah, it's like when we went to go watch that movie in theaters, um, literally she passed out like 10 minutes in and slept through the whole fucking movie and then woke up right at the end. <laughs> she was just like, I was exhausted and this movie just did it. To me, it's that Lone Ranger movie with Arnie Hammer and, and Johnny Depp. No, no matter when I watch it, I get to the part where the kid's feeding Johnny Depp like the old Johnny Depp, the the peanuts. And then I fall asleep. It could be no matter what time of day it is, that movie just puts me to sleep. And I think this movie is going to put a lot of people to sleep. Do you, do you still watch the Lynch one? 
uh not since i watched it for this just the compare and contrast but even that's been like 15 years since i've watched it okay boom boom we're gonna role play here gun to your head you gotta watch a dune which dune do you watch this is not a metaphorical gun this is a real gun it's at your head you gotta watch a dune movie go i'm gonna go with uh i'll go with lynch because there's so many so many better lines like in terms of the dialogue, like fucking Sting, like all I see is an Atreides. I want to kill. It, well, and there's just like crazy shit happening. Like you know, what I mean, like Villeneuve's like looks beautiful, but David Lynch's yeah, is like, fucking bizarre, right? It's like being at a carnival. Yeah, like, if, like if you look at you know how they did, like how they did the shields, right? Like this one looks like, you know, it's just like a little force field around people. It changes color. If you look at the Lynch one, like it, it looks like, you know, you're fighting fucking, um, oh my God, what's the, uh, what's that character when we were kids? The green guy. Context. Gumby? Huh? G- Gumby? <laughs> it looks like they're in Gumby, right? And that's their shield. <laughs> <laughs> Except green and they're they're brown. It's like it's like futuristic sumo suit, <laughs> the Gumby version. I would pass on this, right? This is not for me. This is not for you. Um, well, that's uh, that's unfortunate. Um, you know, you seem to put a lot of effort in. You did a bunch of homework and you uh, didn't enjoy the film. So uh that's all you, for me. Did, you, you did no effort and you didn't enjoy the film that's right that's right i mean we're we're, meet, we're, meet, we're meeting in the middle my friend we're meeting in the middle um well that's all for me unless uh unless you got anything else scott and that is our rant for the day please like and subscribe to this podcast if you're looking to get a hold of us please go to our website at how you like that movie.com all our social media links are there and you can email us as well If you're going to do it and you're going to do it right, it needs to be like... Netflix series. It has to be a series. Yeah, exactly. Right? Where you can, you know, drag this out for 10 episodes, right? Every book is 10 10 hours, right? And you can get enough of the backstory, enough of the, the dialogue and stuff like that. Production by Rod Shaver, Vader Monkey Productions.